0: This podcast is brought to you by Label Sessions, the global platform that connects you to the best advice from the most interesting people. In this exclusive series, entrepreneur and creative leader Andy Norman takes us through his views on creativity, curiosity and guts. To find out more about Andy, listen to the Q&A listed in the show notes. To find out more about Label Sessions, visit labelsessions.com. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, this is quite the dopey intro for this episode of the CCNG Podcast, but you'll understand it's relevance soon thanks to, yes, 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 yet another story. So here we go. On the surface, this is a story of a pair of earplugs, but once we go deeper, and believe me, we will, you'll discover it's really about something more profound and important. Ultimately, this story is about a word rarely discussed in business, even more rarely discussed in the MBA classroom, which is where I first uttered said word in a business context. We'll get to the word itself around the midpoint of this podcast, but for now, back to the earplugs. These earplugs are from a British company called Flare Audio. Flare Audio makes high-end listening devices, you know, speakers, headphones, earbuds, and the like sound delivering devices. The company jumped into the sound blockage space with its earplugs as a related side project. I found these earplugs, or perhaps they found me, via a Facebook ad. So I started this adventure somewhat skeptical. Some background. The year was 2017 and I had two dogs at home. I'm a light sleeper and my Beagle Spaniel mix named Shady was a big snorer and thus kept me up at night. I had tried all sorts of other noise reduction products, like white noise machines, those awful orange foam earplugs you buy in pharmacies, and more, all to no avail. So I decided to take a chance on a pair of $87 Flare Audio sponge rubber-tipped titanium earplugs that, because of titanium's purported density, promised to block out all sleep-disturbing sounds. And lo and behold, haha, the vividly branded Flare Isolate Pro-Titaniums delivered the goods. If indeed silence is golden, then titanium silence is a whole other level of peace and quiet. I once jokingly called them the next best thing to being death. Over the years, I must have sold, I don't know, 75 pairs of these Flare Isolates, as well as their smaller offspring named Sleep, that's with three E's. I sold them to friends whose better halves were snorers and probably saved some marriages in the process. I sold them to musician friends and concert goers who were worried about having their eardrums blown out by band volume. I once sold 25 pairs in one sitting to a boutique hotel owner in Cambodia, who was losing guests due to raucous late-night merriment at the nearby village. So why did I do it? Was I a traveling salesperson for Flare Audio's earplugs? No. There were no rewards, nor bonuses, nor affiliate marketing plans, nor loyalty points, nor free swag of any kind. Nope. I never got a commission or even an acknowledgement from the company thanking me for being an unofficial spokesperson. Other than my multiple orders from them, they still have no idea how devoted I am to them. So why did I do it? Why did I do it? Well, I did it partially. Partially, please note, because the product was great. Unlike so many other products that disappoint or drown in their own hype, Flare Audio's earplugs delivered on their promise. But still, many products do the same, right? Many products actually work. So why the personal fervor over the flare audios? Because I fell in love with them. There's that somewhat businessly awkward word for you, love. The flares were a combination of truth in marketing, sleek design, and clever packaging. I loved using them. I loved the benefit they delivered. I loved the way the replacement foam tips came off with a little pop and slid on with a. Gorgeous little click. I love the way they fit in their lustrous metal tube case and the way the top screwed tight so snugly. I didn't just like the earplugs. Once again, I fell in love with them. The difference is crucial. Love makes you do crazy things, like shill for an overseas brand of earplugs every time you hear someone remotely mention they have a problem sleeping or with excessive noise or with a mate that snores. Love means that you're committed. Love means you want to spend inordinate amounts of time together. Love gets you to even wear the ring, or in business terms, the brand, in so many different ways. Love also expands your extremes. In other words, it makes the highs higher and makes you more forgiving of the lows, to the point of often just ignoring them. Hence the well-known expression, love is blind. And although this sounds somewhat obtuse in a business slash marketing context, but love is the answer to all business woes. When I would bring up this concept in my McGill class, my students would either snicker or look at me befuddingly. They weren't buying it at all. But then I would ask them, okay, who here has been in love? Better still, I would ask, who's in love now? Then I would ask whoever raised their hands to describe the feeling. Whatever they said was kind of irrelevant because what really, really mattered was their smiles, their body language, the change in tone of their voices, the warmth they exuded and then passed on to those sitting close to them. And after letting the students bathe in this tsunami of positivity and comfort, I would ask one more question. So why would you not want to make your customers and clients feel this way about you? So, how do you do it? How do you get people to love you? Like in any relationship, and that's what we're trying to build here with all this love, don't you think? Like in any relationship, a good start is to listen attentively. These days, your customer has so many ways to make themselves heard, to not be attuned to what they're saying about you and to what they're saying about your competition, would be a crime of ignorance of the greatest magnitude. So start by listening. And when it's your turn to talk, do so authentically. Nobody wants to hear corporate jargon or obviously legally pre-scrubbed bullshit anymore. It's a major turnoff. Here's an example of authentic talk from another company I've come to love, namely, Wild Gym. I'm obsessive with my workout regime, and over the years I've ordered some great gear from these guys. During the COVID lockdown, I wanted to order some equipment upgrades, but I found that their shipping costs were excessive, costing just about as much as the stuff I wanted to buy. So I wrote a brief email complaint about the costs on a Tuesday at 7.07 p.m. The very next day at 9.31 a.m., I received this email from Kim Bremeyer, an actual real person. Hi, Andy. So sorry for the high costs. All of the couriers have basically raised their fees to recoup some of their covid costs and manage the super high volume that continues we don't charge any extra handling fees or anything like that it's just the cost of what the couriers charge us to ship stuff at this point unfortunately it's gotten pretty crazy i am only 10 miles across the canadian border and it costs me 35 dollars to send something that weighs a few ounces it used to be 15 dollars a year ago the weight and dimensions also impact the shipping cost. The barefoot mat is the one that tends to be the most costly. That is because it is an odd-shaped box, the mat ships rolled up. And because of that, they can't pallet it like a normal cube-shaped box, so they charge extra to ship it. Can you believe it? An informative, personable explanation that told it like it is in the most human manner. Compare this to the standard brush-offs or ChatGPT robo-scripts you've gotten. That is, if companies you reach out to even actually respond to you. Is it any wonder I keep ordering from Wild Gym and keep talking about them even now? Another way to inspire love is to be so visually appealing that other people will want to wear your brand out loud. One of the credos I use when it comes to consulting companies on how to choose a visual identity is the following three-pronged test. You know you've got a love-inspiring logo when people would, one, wear it on a t-shirt or a cap, two- have it inked on them as a tattoo or three, have it painted as a mural. Hit all those three targets and watch out for flying hearts. Again, like in any relationship, gift giving can also spark or at least enhance love. Think back to any really cool free sample, worthy coupon, flight upgrade or surprise bonus you were the recipient of and you'll get my point on this. Finally, and almost in contrast with the gifting example, love thrives on scarcity. An overabundance of emotive outpouring will actually leave customers cold and you out in it. I always like the analogy comparing love to nitroglycerin. A little bit can jumpstart a heart. Too much will blow up a city block. So spread the love, but not too much. Always leave them wanting more. Perhaps the best part of love is that it's an exponential magnet. Love attracts other love. If you love what you do, or who you work for, or the project you're working on, it will make it easier for others to love you back. I can still recall the telltale words of Mark Zuckerberg about the problems he was having getting his Horizons Metaverse project off the ground. Apparently, people working on the project hated it. And in an article in the Financial Times, Mark bemoaned, if we don't love it, how can we expect our users to love it? all this said love should be the objective of every marketing director of every product and service around be it some sexy consumer item a sleepy component part or roughest of raw materials no matter what the product or service if someone loves it they will do your marketing work for you no sum of money available will be as powerful or as efficient a sales tool as someone who loves what you make or do so much that they are willing to shout it from the rooftops with gusto. Not merely to tell others about it, but to convince them to climb aboard and join them on the love train. So forget the concept of word of mouth marketing. This is a stronger, more effective form called word of heart marketing. This is not just talking to people about a product or service, but dragging them to the altar where a clergy person is waiting to bond them to the product or service for life. This is why we strive for change. This is why we gather up the courage to take risks, big risks. In fact, the biggest risk you can take in business is not trying to make them love you. Love is the answer. The word is love. Love is all you need. And if you get sick of hearing me say it over and over and over, well, you can always buy a pair of Flare audios and drown me out. Before I go, if you've dug what you heard or if you hated it, let me know at label sessions on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn. And although I know I shouldn't, I will read every comment and promise to respond to those without spelling, grammar, punctuation, or other such nagging errors. So until next episode, see, see, and G you later. This podcast is brought to you by Label Sessions, the global platform that connects you to the best advice from the most interesting people. Around the world, we work with brands to connect their people to true leaders, just like the people you hear on this podcast, for live sessions of advice, mentorship, or sometimes to collaborate on ideas. To find out more, visit labelsessions.com and book in for a demo with our team.